0: Welcome to becoming limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so so excited for today's episode. This concept that I'm going to be teaching you today is one of the concepts of 2020 that completely blew my mind. And I single-handedly think that discovering this concept led to more health changes than any other one concept I've ever found. So I'm super excited to talk to you all about the hormone of darkness and how we're going to biohack it. Now, just before we start, if you haven't had a chance to download my entrepreneur's playbook that I created called 12 ways to biohack your energy for highly productive mornings and more energy in your business. You've got to go grab that. It's at tenessashears.com playbook. There is a link in the description. You got to go download it because it is tips like the ones I'm giving you today that are jam packed in there. I give you 12 Of my top biohacks that make me feel so energized. So definitely go and check that out because what I'm teaching you today is one of them. So if you find this super useful, I know you're going to love that playbook. So during my pregnancy, my husband and I, we, we discovered some really good TV shows. And one of the ones that I was watching in particular was called Ozark. And it's like a Netflix original. It's with Jason Bateman. And if you haven't watched it It is so good. We are waiting for season four to come out right now. And I absolutely loved it. It was dark and it was like, you it was that slow burn, but on the edge of your seat, like I really, really loved it. And it was one of those shows where the episodes were really long. They weren't your usual 40 minute episodes. They were like an hour and 10, an hour 20. And we would let the episodes roll one into each other. And we got to the point, you know, when when Netflix goes like, are you sure you want to keep watching? Do we want to continue? It was so good. So we, you know, we'd end up this this show until 10 30 or 11 at night and it felt so good just to like unwind and spend that time together and it kind of felt like I was getting a bit of that me time in there uh, and also spending time with my husband so you know we'd finally finish the show and be like that's it no more we've watched like three in a row and we would go to bed And we'd get into bed and then, of course, what do we do? We pick up our phone and I'm checking on, you know, Instagram and doing the last couple things and scrolling. And then I'd, you know, be doing that right up until I go to sleep. And then I turn my phone off, put it on my bedside table and close my eyes to sleep. Now, the only problem with that is that I would toss and turn and toss and turn and toss and turn and I'd lay there awake or or, or it would be one of those nights where like my brain would start going and it would remind me like don't forget to do this in the morning and don't forget to do that and it'd be so active worrying about all the things I needed to get done tomorrow or that you know oh I forgot to add that to my to-do list today and my brain would just be going off about what I didn't get done and it, it's like one of those nights where your brain feels wide awake, even though you want to sleep and you're just like, please, please go to sleep. And when I finally fall asleep, I found that I'd often wake up during the night. Um, just it would feel like I'd go into a deep sleep and then I'd be awake and then I'd sleep for a little bit more and then I'd be awake. And I couldn't figure out what was causing all these wake ups. And then I'd finally wake up the next morning and I would feel tired, even though, you know, technically I was asleep for eight hours. I would just feel really groggy or I would have a hard time kind of getting. Into the swing of the day and just feel kind of tired. And this was really starting to affect me as an entrepreneur, especially because in the morning is when I get my most productive work done. It's where I do my creative work and write my sales copy and write my newsletters and design all of the things that make the creative part of my business. And I was finding that this brain fog that I was experiencing waking up morning after morning was really affecting my ability to get stuff done. And we know how important that is. We don't have a billion hours, we have the hours we're given. We have to make the most of it. So while I was in the middle of getting my designation as a certified sleep science coach, I happened to come across a book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. And I I always love, even when I'm getting a certification or an education in something like a formal education, I also like to go and read books and listen to people that are actually in the field, getting their hands dirty, you know, experiencing it themselves. And Dr. Matthew Walker wrote this book called Why We Sleep. And he had talked about this concept in this book about light spectrums and different light spectrums and how they affect our brain. And specifically, they were talking about blue light and we'll talk about that later. But I realized that these concepts that he was talking about in the book applied directly to me. I was directly doing something that was causing my sleep to be disrupted and my brain was being affected by the wavelength of light that I was exposing it to before bed. So from this book, I learned that it was blue light that was actually disrupting my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. And it wasn't just that the light was blue, it was how this blue light affected my brain and specifically the hormone melatonin. And so what I did was I set out to naturally biohack my melatonin production so that I could have amazing sleep night after night. So I'm going to get a little sciencey with you here because I my brain works like I really need to understand what is going on and why it's working in order for me to make lasting change so it's important for you to know what melatonin is and a lot of us have heard of melatonin talk about supplementing melatonin to help sleep we know that it has something to do with falling asleep but the mechanics of how it actually works is always a little unclear to people and when i explain to them how melatonin works it totally makes sense why we have trouble with our sleep so melatonin is a hormone that's naturally found in our body and it's released From an area of the brain called the pineal gland. And basically, it's called the hormone of darkness because it is released in response to darkness, like when the daylight starts to fade into night. And its job is to regulate our circadian rhythm or your sleep-wake cycle. So if you're not familiar with the circadian rhythm and how, how our body responds to a clock and how our sleep functions around 24 o'clock, I highly recommend you go check out the Becoming Limitless podcast, episode two, where I go into a deep dive about what your circadian rhythm is, why it is so essential to be productive as an entrepreneur, and exactly how you can do a reset on your circadian rhythm so you can start waking up fully energized. So One of the biggest misconceptions that I hear about melatonin is a lot of people think that like taking melatonin makes you sleep and works kind of like a sleeping pill, but that's actually incorrect. And I learned that from Dr. Matthew Walker in that book that I read, and he described it best. I I loved the analogy he used. He said that like, melatonin is the equivalent of like a the guy that waves the flag at a race car race and he is the guy that signals the race to start he calls all the cars to the starting line and this is what melatonin does it basically signals the onset or signals that sleep is about to start and it starts the process of sleep it doesn't actually generate sleep itself but what it does do is it responds and is released Based on the amount of light or the spectrum of light entering our eyes. And it's called the hormone of darkness for a reason. When the spectrum of light changes as we transition from day to evening, different color of light enters our eyes. So I want you to think about this. Before electricity and all the electronics we have in our life existed, when we woke up in the morning and during the day, the sky was bright and the spectrum of light that was entering our eyes was mostly blue light. As the day went on, 4 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. hit, the sun starts to set and the sky takes on pinks and yellows, changing to oranges and red and eventually goes dark. So our brain actually programs our hormone release around the type of light that's entering our eyes. So when less blue light and more orange or red light enters our eyes, which would kind of simulate transitioning into sunset, our light actually enters into our eyeballs, goes through our optic nerve and passes through an area called your suprachiasmatic nucleus or let's just call it your SCN. When the light passes into that area, it tells the brain, "Hey, it's dark." It's dark. There's no more daylight. Sleep's coming. We got to get ready. And what it does is it signals the pineal gland to actually start releasing melatonin. And if we are following a normal circadian rhythm, when it gets dark out, it's time to sleep. So this actually works quite beautifully. You know, when night comes, our brain sees less light. It tells melatonin to ramp up and then we fall into a nice peaceful sleep. So what we're going to be talking about today is how to naturally ramp up the melatonin production for your brain health so you can have amazing sleeps and be highly productive in your business. But there is one thing I do want to mention. Like there are a lot of melatonin supplements you can take and it's very popular to take melatonin. But here's my problem with supplements. And in general, I am not a fan of supplements. When you can do it, through diet, or through lifestyle changes. I mean, if if there is some reason that we're not getting a certain nutrient, by all means, there are places for supplements. But taking a supplement in place of actually putting in healthy lifestyle changes, to me, just doesn't make sense. Because when you are taking a supplement, they are not regulated. You have no idea what is being put into what you take. So the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, actually has nothing to do with supplements. So you could be getting an entire sugar pill, or you could be getting you know, something entirely different. There's no way to know what you're taking, you just have to trust the label. And a kind of scary example that I'm gonna share with you, back when I used to participate you know, in bodybuilding competitions And was really into the fitness scene Um, back in probably oh I would say like 2012 2013. There was a pre a pre workout put on the market. If you don't know what a pre workout is, they usually have some combination of like caffeine or nitric oxide in them to help you have more energy during your workout. And everyone around me took different pre workouts. So I always used to go to this website. And order different brands and just because it's kind of like you want to find what you like. So there was a particular type of pre-workout that I had ordered off this very popular uh, bodybuilding website. And when I received it, I took a scoop of this pre-workout, which is literally just supposed to give you like a little bit of energy before your workouts. And I took it prior to teaching an aqua fitness class one night. And I put a scoop in my water bottle and I went to teach my aqua fit class. And I found that I just was like super anxious during the class and I found that after the class was over like my heart was beating very fast and it found almost it felt almost like I had too much coffee and I had way too much you know energy in my system but it was uncomfortable and it didn't quite go away and as a matter of fact I went home that night and I didn't sleep at all that night My heart rate was high, my breathing rate was fast. It was like I was on like three or four cups of coffee consistently all night and I woke up the next morning and my jaws were really tense and I was not feeling very good and I was quite alarmed. I was like, what the heck is in this? So of course, you know, put the lid on it, threw in the garbage, didn't take it again, but it turned out that it was only like three or four months later that there was a recall of it, that there was actually amphetamines put into this pre-workout by the manufacturer in an effort to get people addicted to the amount of energy that this pre-workout gave. So that's what I'm saying is these supplements are all branded as here's what's in them and they're good for you and here's what they do. But at the end of the day, there's nobody regulating what's actually in supplements. So this is why I am exceptionally skeptical about supplements, especially if it's something that we can generate ourselves. Like now I don't take pre-workouts because I have the energy to do my workouts and if I would have just taken care of my brain and my body back then, I wouldn't have been in that scenario. So Even going back to the supplement of melatonin, there are research studies that show that if you take a melatonin supplement, it can have anywhere from half of the amount that's set on the label to up to 400% of the amount of melatonin that's on the label. This makes it very hard to dose yourself properly. Like there can be little if any quality melatonin sometimes in the pill, and it's actually a placebo effect. So if you think you're taking one gram, two gram, three grams of melatonin? What if you're actually taking five or six? It's just, there is that lack of control in there. So I always like to put things in place that I can do naturally with my lifestyle, with my diet, with my habits, before I ever resort to any kind of um, medication or supplements. And like I said, there are things that we can control that affect melatonin naturally so we don't have to rely on it. Many of the clients that I work with are taking melatonin at the recommendation of their doctor. But at the same time, when they come to me, they're also participating in lifestyle choices that directly downgrade melatonin and stop the release of melatonin. So the they're going to their doctor saying, I'm having trouble sleeping, I can't stop thinking at night. So the doctors are, without looking at what's actually going on, just saying, well, here, take melatonin, it's a hormone, it's natural. But it just doesn't make sense to me. Like once we uh, have the knowledge and you get through that lack of knowledge, but you know better, we have that opportunity to do better. And this is why I feel so strongly about this. Fix it naturally and do your best at coming at it from a, like a, a holistic angle before resorting to pills. So there are four things that actually affect melatonin production negatively. Uh, we're going to be diving really deep into blue light today, but there are a couple others I want you to know just so you're aware. So number one, what this episode's going to be about is about how blue light from our devices actually affects our, mel- our melatonin production. Number two, being too warm at night and before you fall asleep can actually affect your melatonin production skipping out on melatonin enhancing foods at dinner and lastly jet lag can actually affect your melatonin production. So if you find that you're having trouble falling asleep these are all great areas to look. I do plan on going into being too warm at night and melatonin foods and jet lag on a future episode but I know I can more than talk about blue light because I'm so passionate about the change that it's created for me. So let's wind back to pre-electricity days, like pretend we are back living in the caves. So normally, as day transitions to night, the blue light starts filtering out, we get more red light, and eventually it goes dark at night, and there's no light because we're living in a cave, all right? So naturally, melatonin starts increasing. After dark, we fall asleep two to three hours because melatonin has begun to ramp up after the sun sets. So the sun sets... Two to three hours later, melatonin really starts to ramp up. And about at that point, we fall asleep. Melatonin then peaks between 2 to 4 a.m. and gradually begins to fall towards the end of the night. Normally, as the sun starts rising, as we start getting light peaking in our windows. But if you think about how we live now... We have lights indoors. It's daylight all the time. Like we have bright white lights overhead. We have halogens, we have blue lights from our screens, our TV, our computers, our tablets and our phones. Like we have a fit artificially extended daylight and that is really affecting our brains. So when I refer to a blue light specifically, what I mean is a wavelength, and it's a wavelength of actually 400 to 525 nanometers. And our brains as humans is very sensitive to blue light. One theory for that is because we actually evolved from water organisms. And if you think of being underwater, blue light is very potent, right? The alternative is actually red light, uh, where that falls on the spectrum from about 620 to 750 nanometers. So when that blue light actually enters into our eyes, it acts like a brake pedal on that gland, the pineal gland that produces melatonin. And as modern day humans, we are spending most of our time indoors and a lot of it is staring directly into very, very potent sources of blue light because of the invention of electricity. And because of that, we have artificially moved our sunset from, say, 7 or 8 p.m., all the way until bedtime and because of that there is no opportunity for melatonin to ramp up. So because we are looking at lights all the way right until we shut our eyes for bed our brain isn't recognizing that melatonin should be ramping up because we're artificially inducing daylight into our homes and our brains aren't properly able to prepare for sleep. So we lay awake at night wondering why we can't fall asleep. Like think about it. Like we stare into our phones scrolling Instagram, maybe we're on YouTube, and you're basically telling your brain it's daytime. It's daytime. It's daytime. It's daytime. Look at all this blue light coming in. Stay awake. Stay awake. Stay awake. And then we're like, "You know what? It's 11:30. I should probably get to sleep." So we shut our computers, turn off our phones, close our eyes. And then we complain that we can't fall asleep because our brain is racing. It takes two to three hours for melatonin to ramp up. So it totally makes sense why we lay there unable to sleep. It's because melatonin hasn't been able to signal the brain that it's time to start winding down and go to sleep. Or even worse, with all this blue light exposure, we wake up in the middle of the night because our sleep is, you know, fitful. And what's the first thing we do? You check the time, you look at your clock, you grab your cell phone, you turn on your watch. And because we do that, blue light flashes from these devices and enter our eyes and it basically slams on the brakes again for melatonin production. And then we wonder why we can't fall asleep. Like I've spoken to so many clients that tell me that they get up in the middle of the night, they check the clock and it's 3.30 every time. And then they lay there and they toss and they turn and they toss and they turn. Well, that is because A, you've looked at the clock. So now you've set that as an internal alarm for your circadian rhythm, but you've also just basically flashed blue light into your eyes and told your brain like, stop melatonin production, I think it's daytime, we should probably start waking up again. Just consider this for a moment. If you stare into your phone or some other device until it is time to go to bed, your brain's internal clock has been set back two to three hours. If you're flipping on Instagram until 10 o'clock and you turn your lights out, your body is actually experiencing 10 p.m. as like 7 to 8 p.m., meaning, okay, we normally go to sleep two to three hours after the lights go out. So it's no wonder that you can't fall asleep or stay asleep. And Dr. Walker from that book actually talks about it being called sleep onset insomnia. Now, here's the interesting argument I get from a lot of people. I've had clients tell me, I've had family members tell me, everyone says, no, 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 I'm fine. I can fall asleep watching TV, no problem. I I can fall asleep right away. And so they think that this isn't a problem for them because they can fall asleep right away. And I want you to think about this. Based on what you just learned, think how overtired your brain has to be to overpower this physiological process of not having the proper amounts of melatonin to induce sleep. Think how exhausted your brain has to be to be able to fall asleep after staring at blue light. Second, this is important. Just because you can sleep after watching TV doesn't mean that the quality of your sleep is any good or it is properly restoring your brain the way you need to function at your highest capacity the next day. I want to tell you about a study that actually I had read about. It was done with iPad users before bed. So there were two groups. One group read on their iPad before bed and the other group read from a paperback book before they went to bed. So the difference is obviously the people reading from the iPad had blue light exposure and the people reading from a paperback book did not. So what the study actually found was that the reading on the iPad, specifically with the blue light, suppressed melatonin production by over 50% at night, 50%. And further than that, it delayed melatonin by three hours, relative to the printed book so melatonin for these people was actually peaking early in the morning you know more towards 2 3 4 a.m rather than before midnight like the people that were reading from the paperback book and the results of the study were I found mind-blowing. There was significant loss of REM sleep for the participants that read on their iPad. Now, if you remember what REM sleep is, it stands for rapid eye movement, and it is actually the dreaming component of sleep. If you want a refresher on all of the different components of sleep and their purposes and why they're so important, check out episode three of the Becoming Limitless podcast. I talk all about quality sleep. But not only was there a significant decrease in the amount of dreaming – the people that read from the ipad felt less rested the next morning and sleepier throughout the following day when they used the ipad the night before and the craziest thing about this there was actually a lingering after effect so not only did they screw up their melatonin production for that night and disrupt their rem sleep that night but the the participants that read on the ipad actually suffered a 90 minute lag in evening rising melatonin. So it took melatonin 90 minutes extra to rise for several days after they stopped using the iPad at night. It was a digital hangover effect. So even if you stopped using your phone right before bed tonight, your brain actually suffers the effect tomorrow night and the next night and possibly the night after that. So if you go back to tomorrow night or even the next night after looking at your phone, you are consistently suffering from this lack of quality sleep over and over again. It is having a direct effect on how you show up in your business. So this is something I really need you to take seriously and think about like, is what I'm doing before bed, whether that be scrolling on Instagram or YouTube videos, is this worth? sacrificing the capacity at which my brain can work at during the day. So what we're going to do is now that you know what melatonin is, how it works, and how it's affected by blue light, let's get into the action part of this episode where we are going to biohack our night and our sleep routine so that we can preserve our, our sleep and our melatonin. So I have six action steps that you can take tonight and apply. And you don't have to apply all six of them. Even starting with one and layering them in will help you sleep better. So the first one is to get some type of software on your devices that emit blue light. So if you're on a computer, there's a free software called Flux that'll actually pull all of the blue light out of your screens at a designated time. So you just set it on a custom schedule and it works for you every night. You don't even have to think about it again. On a lot of our devices, any iOS devices, they have something called Night Shift or Night Mode. And on Android, it's called Blue Light Filter. This is a super easy thing that you literally do once and forget about it. You set it on a schedule and never have to think about it again. So what this does is on those nights where you do happen to look at your phone or you do happen to be on your computer, it is having a lesser effect on your brain. Biohack number two get dimming lights or red light bulbs. So there are bulbs you can get on Amazon and I can even leave a link to them in the description box uh, of some of the ones that I like. But what you can do is actually just swap out your bedside light bulbs for red light bulbs. Because if you're in your room at night, an hour to two hours before you go to bed, you want to be switching to red light away from that blue or white halogen overhead LED lighting that is actually keeping our brain awake. If you don't go with the red light bulbs, even a dimming light bulb to help decrease the lux of the light, the the brightness of the light, right? So that your brain isn't being stimulated to keep waking up. Biohack number three is to invest in a pair of blue light blockers. So during the day, on average, after about noon, this is when you want to start using regular blue light blocking glasses. Like we want blue light in the morning because that's what helps us wake up, but we want to start protecting our brain after about noon. And what this can actually look like is getting the glasses with either the clear or the yellow tint to them. Now, those yellow tinted glasses are not going to be enough for the nighttime, so specifically I would recommend to invest in a pair that have a red or dark orange lens. So when you look through them, what actually happens is everything around you looks red or orange. So it actually filters out all of the blue, some of the most of the green and most of the violet light that is stimulating our brain to wake up. Um, I personally use a type of blue light blocking red lens glasses from True Dark. I use the ones called Sunset because they're dark orange red at the top and they fade to like a medium yellow. Um, so that it actually replicates sunset. It's pretty neat, but I will leave a link Uh, in the description about those as well, but they have been wonderful. When I put those glasses on at the end of the night, I usually put them on about an hour to an hour and a half before I plan to fall asleep. And they encourage my brain to release melatonin because they're not getting that blue light stimulation. And what I really love about these is I can feel myself getting drowsy. Like these would not be glasses I would ever drive a car in or operate heavy machinery, but I really love that drowsy feeling that I get and I am so ready for bed by the time I hit my pillow. Like I said this before, I have fallen asleep talking to my husband in bed with these glasses on because I get so drowsy. They have changed the way I experience my night routine and my sleep and this is the one thing that I know 100% I will do for the rest of my life. So, The next biohack is actually just to turn off your devices. Like if we're really thinking about separating from our businesses and being able to disengage from social media and the world around us, an hour before bed is a wonderful opportunity to take that time, you know, have a shower, wash your face, spend time with your family, read a book. Do some breathing work, meditate, yoga, something to really reconnect with you and your family and who you are and not always feel like you have to be connected to your devices all the time. I mean, there's nothing on those devices, which in my opinion is more important than being present in my life. So I often like to just after like we go to bed at 9, 930 after 730 devices go off and I don't want to look at them until the next day. So beyond that, if you're starting to biohack your bedroom, there's two tips I'm gonna give you here. Number one is to invest in a really good pair of blackout curtains, especially if you live in an urban city area where there's a lot of street lights and you know lights from other apartments and walkway lights and stuff like that. You want to make sure that there is no light from the outside getting into your room and this also counts for in the morning you know in the summer when the sun is up at 4 30 and 5. If that sun is entering your room it's essentially stimulating your brain and saying put the brake on melatonin so we want to be able to block out all light and this means getting good blackout curtains. Now if you're going to buy blackout curtains I highly recommend that you actually buy a pair in person instead of go and order them on Amazon and I learned this the hard way. When I bought my first pair and I held them up to the light, they said they were total blackout curtains and I could see light through them. So when I actually went into the local Home Depot to get a pair of blackout curtains, what I did was I turned on the flashlight on my phone I held up the curtain and I held my eye up to the curtain and I tried to see if I could see the flashlight from my phone coming through the curtains. And the crazy thing is, so say there were 10 pairs, about eight of them, you could see the light coming through from my phone. And these are not true blackout curtains. So you want to make sure that you actually test them out in person, see if you can see light through them because there's nothing worse than getting them home hanging them up, going to bed at night, and it being just as bright. This happened to us, and so I don't want it to happen to you. The very last thing is about blacking out any LED lights. So with so many of our electronics in our rooms and our chargers, they often have indicator lights, power bar lights, charging lights. You want to make sure that those are dark or turned off. The lights from this can also affect melatonin production. So a really cheap and easy trick that I do is I actually just get black electrician's tape I cut a little square and put them over all of the indicator lights to make sure that they aren't waking me up. I know everyone has different sensitivities to this, but this is one thing that I don't compromise on because if a text message goes off in the middle of the night or anything like that, and there's some green flashing light beside my bed, I know I'm going to wake up. And this is something that is so easily preventable. All right. So that has been Our episode on biohacking the hormone of darkness, which we have now learned is melatonin. You know what it is, what it does, how it affects your sleep, and all the action strategies that you can take to have a much better relationship with your melatonin at the end of the night. It is a great hormone that we want to encourage proper release of at the right time so that we are getting amazing sleep. If you haven't yet downloaded my 12 ways to biohack your energy playbook, go to tnessashears.com slash playbook and get that now because this is only one of the amazing 12 tips that are in there that are going to have you waking up feeling fully energized. I am so glad that you've been here. If you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode and which of our six biohacks for the hormone of darkness you are going to start implementing tonight. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Ready to begin each day feeling energized and focused? I'd love to work with you one-on-one. In my Becoming Limitless program, you're going to learn how to optimize your brain and body with science and biohacking so you can be highly productive and grow your business faster. Join me over at tenessashears.com slash work with me. I'll see you there.